Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. We're recording? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Are you really starting with a song? <laughs> I'm trying to mentally prepare to like relive this movie in my head. Oh, no. <laughs> you made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something that is. You made me watch Escape from New York. <laughs> Do I need to ask if you liked it? Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I didn't like hate it, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> everything in it was utterly laughable. Like, yeah, I, I think by design. I mean, I feel like when it came out, it probably wasn't supposed to be that funny. I don't know, because Escape from L.A. is a pretty much a straight up action comedy. Okay, maybe. Maybe they were trying to make a serious action movie and then they were like, okay, well, that didn't really work. So we'll just make sure that it looks like we meant to do that. <laughs> I just think because of things like Donald Pleasance as the president from England <laughs> putting oh, on yeah. a wig and the running joke of everyone saying to Snake, I thought you were, you were dead. dead. Oh my God. I think it was a comedy. Just maybe not as obviously funny. I don't know. All right. Basic plot of Escape from New York is New York, like Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, is now the United States maximum security penitentiary. Yes. In the um, future. In the future. That is 1997. <laughs> there are no more prisons throughout the land. It's just this one. And there's no security. Like, there aren't any corrections officers inside. It's just a, uh, we just release them and they can do whatever they want in there. So Kurt Russell, who prefers to be called Snake, <laughs> call me Snake. I, I don't know what his crime was. Uh, robbing I, a bank. Oh, oh, that's right. He, he robbed the Federal uh, Reserve. Federal Reserve, yeah. That's right. So he's getting put in there. Yeah, he's like the super decorated soldier. Yes. So he's getting, it's about... Like, he's getting processed to be put in, and at the same time, hijackers take down Air Force One into the prison, and the president has a cassette tape with some information on it that's very important for the Hartford Summit Yeah, <laughs> with Russia and someone else. I don't know. It's and I think China. And China, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Escapes in like Mark from Orc spaceship. <laughs> yes. In a pod that looks like one of those red balls that's in front of Target. <laughs> and they're like, okay, if you can 
get the president out, we'll drop all the charges. He'll be a free man. And uh, he's like, all right. So they send him in to rescue the president. Chaos ensues. Also, so the villain is Isaac Hayes, who plays the Duke, correct? Uh-huh, yeah. Who's the little, like, David Bowie kind of guy? Frank Doubleday. And uh, Is that RIP. supposed to be his boyfriend? Like, why does he have this little, like, delicate man as his number with, two? With shark teeth. Did you notice that? Yeah, he does teeth? have yeah. his teeth filed into points. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's that about? I don't know. He's I feel right-hand like hand man. I don't know. I feel like that's probably his boyfriend. Maybe. That was my theory. Because he also has chandeliers on the front of his car. <laughs> yeah. Like, two chandeliers. It is also revealed later in the movie that Snake has a snake tattoo on his belly, but it goes down into his pants, which I think is supposed to mean that the end of the snake is in his pants, <laughs> which is hella gross. <laughs> Maybe. So we see Snake's stomach tattoo when he has to fight this muscle guy named Slag, who's mm-hmm. played by an old wrestler named Ox Baker. Okay. And apparently Ox Baker kept really punching Kurt Russell. <laughs> and this is where Kurt Russell is at in his career in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, and I was right, he was offered the role of Flash Gordon, okay. but turned it down. Okay. Because he didn't think the character was deep enough <laughs> as, <laughs> as compared to Snake Plissken. Mm, okay. Who is just basically a, a bad Clint Eastwood imitation with an eye Yeah. Because he just kind of like- Camouflage leggings. Does a growl where he's like, call me Snake. Like he just kind of lowers his voice a little bit and lets it growl a little bit. And it's so stupid. So this is the very first action movie Kurt Russell does. <laughs> because he was a child star- Mm-hmm. And then did like a lot of Disney movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like romantic comedies and just, I can't think of who I would compare him to modern day. Like Ryan Gosling, maybe? Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. So he really wanted to break away from that squeaky clean Disney image. Mm-hmm. So this was the first movie. So he did the movie Drive. I'm <laughs> yeah. And I think it's funny that his outfit is camouflage leggings and this black lycra yeah black raver lycra raver shirt with little zippers on the shoulders and he also has a leather jacket on and he's wearing a shin guards, shin guards <sighs> and an eye patch that he brought to set i think that's so funny that he decided like wardrobe didn't make this decision the director didn't make this decision kurt russell just showed up on set and was like he has an eye patch like yeah. what the fuck and John Carpenter was like, all right, okay. I, I guess Snake has an eye patch. Oh, my God. So Ox Baker kept punching him. The way that Kurt Russell got him to stop was Kurt Russell punched him in the balls. <laughs> I mean, solid move. Yeah. I think that's how I would get someone to stop punching me is I'd punch them in the balls. <laughs> this movie, he is so clumsy. You pointed it out last night that he is so clumsy holding a weapon. Like, when he first lands in New York, like, he lands on top of the Twin Towers, Mm -hmm. which I initially was, like, very upset at first because I thought that they were going to crash the president's plane into the Twin Towers. And I was like, oh, my God, no. No, 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 no. It looked like they were going to do that. It did. But they ended up crashing into some other building. So, Kurt Russell is basically in a glider. 
like a glider plane mm-hmm. and lands on top of the World Trade Center. And then the elevator still works only to the 50th floor, though. Yeah. If you hotwire it. If you hotwire it. I did notice also there were no buttons on it. So the only way you could call the elevator was by hotwiring it, apparently. Okay. So the uh, so he lands, he goes down, and he's, like, walking around trying to find the president. And he is not, like, he's drawing so much attention to himself. <laughs> he's walking around with a gun in the middle of the street. Where the only people who have guns are cops. Yes. He is twirling, running into shit. He's out in, like, some of the only light there is. Just walking around, like, oh, I wonder where the president is. Like, it's so obvious that he's there. Yep. There is an old guy in the movie that I thought was Patrick Cranshaw who mm-hmm. played Blue in old school, mm-hmm. but it is not. It's a guy named uh, Carmen Felpi mm-hmm. who is the homeless guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure that goes, Countdown Racist. Yeah, yeah, song, yeah. Do-da, do-da. So that's who that oh, guy that's is. That's funny. Which makes me realize that Carmen and Patrick probably went out for a lot of the same roles. Yeah, they probably because did. Because they're both guys who look like. They, they were really died old. Died in 1860. Yeah, seriously. They've always looked like old men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. You know, he runs into a lot of issues with finding the president. <laughs> Which seems like it shouldn't have been that hard. Uh, this was shot in East St. Louis because five years prior, there was a giant fire and it hadn't been rebuilt yet. Mm-hmm. So it's shot completely at night even though 23 hours yeah even though 23 by. hours are supposed to have gone by and you never see daylight apparently it's over. manhattan alaska yeah yeah <laughs> they moved it up there it seems like they only shot it on like th- two blocks yeah because they kept going past the same tipped over car i know oh my god i mean they did okay i guess with what they had but Frank Doubleday, by the way, who mm-hmm. played Romero, the David Bowie guy mm-hmm. with the shark teeth, is Portia Doubleday's dad, and uh, she's probably most known as being a Mr. Robot, but mm-hmm. she's an actress oh, and cool. uh, really good, actually. Good. Um, and it's surprising that she doesn't have more credits to her name, because mm-hmm. uh, she's actually a really, really good actress. Oh, that's cool. This is a good cast, though. Did you at least like the cast? The cast was good. Ernest Borgnine is in this, and yes. I love him. He's probably one of my favorite character actors. Um, it, he plays Cabby, yeah, the here, cab driver. <laughs> here's our name drop for this. Our friend Jake grew up next to Ernest Borgnine. That's know? right, yeah. It's just kind of neat to know you know, yeah, someone who was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know Mr. Borgnine. Yeah. He was my next door neighbor. He was my next door neighbor. Yeah, I think that's so, so funny. Pretty cool that, you know, Ernest Borgnine lived in Los Feliz. Yes. Yes. That's very cool. Lee Van Cleef plays Hawk, which is spelled sort of like hawk Luke. Yeah. You like know. H-A-U-K. Donald Pleasance is the, the president. president. And, and you can hear his British accent the entire time. Yeah. He told... John Carpenter, he's like, I don't know if I can do an American accent. Oh, he can't. Do you want me to try? And John Carpenter is like, no, 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 it'll be okay. So Donald Pleasance had to come up with like a backstory that the U.S. and the U.K. joined to become a superpower. And he was like, yeah, I just kind of played him like a Ronald Reagan, Margaret Thatcher type. Oh, my God. Credited as Girl in Chock Full of Nuts with Susan (laughs) Hubley. Who was his wife yeah, at the who time? Was, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell's. Russell's wife at the time. Yes, which I and she sense. basically gets dragged to hell by like underground zombies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's very yeah, by chuds. Yeah, 
Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess that's a threat there also. Yeah. Even though he's walking down the middle of the street and they're all just running by him. Right. Like, no one's paying any attention to him, but she gets dragged down <laughs> to be murdered, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. They need the help of Brain, mm-hmm. who's played by Harry Dean Stanton. Yes, who uh, apparently betrayed Snake at some point. Yep. Uh, and his girlfriend is Adrian Barbeau, mm-hmm. who is married to John Carpenter at the time. Yes. I do like it that John Carpenter uses the same people mm-hmm. over and over. Like, after doing this, he's like, oh, it was fun working with Kurt Russell. Let's make The Thing together. Oh, yeah. And The and, Thing is really good. Yeah. And Donald Pleasance mm-hmm. was the name star that helped him sell Halloween. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is playing Dr. Loomis. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Barbeau also stars in The Fog that John Carpenter did. Mm-hmm. And I think it's neat. I've said on earlier episodes that I really like it when people continue to yeah work with each keep other. working Just, with each other because they have like a positive experience and yeah i like this <laughs> yeah it's no funny. shit um it's I, fine in my opinion i don't know if it's come up on the podcast before but it will again because i also bought first blood for oh us jesus to watch. christ okay. but when i was a kid and scott smith and i would play guns mm-hmm. instead of just playing just run around the yard and shoot each other with cap guns. Yeah. We had like characters and backstories. And then I would oh, make yeah. comic books based on the characters we created. And the gruff action hero I created oh, was a little bit Snake Plissken because oh, he uh, wore camo pants. Yes, he did. And uh, uh, had an eye patch. Mm-hmm. And he had a John Rambo headband and uh, chewed on a match like Cabretti. Oh, Sylvester God, Stallone that's right. and wore a jean jacket vest like Chuck Norris in Invasion USA. Oh my God. So it's funny thinking, oh, and his name was the baddest name I could come up with in the world. The toughest name. The toughest name. Steve Wilson. Steve Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so um, oh. it's funny to think because we found those comics and or I found them at least when mm-hmm. I was going through my parents' old house and just seeing how ridiculous they were. But Dude, then were watching great. Escape from New York again, I was like, oh, no. I You were spot <laughs> this, on. The source material is pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I totally get you like loving this as a kid, especially, and like having that nostalgia for it. Like, oh, yeah. As we would you- play Escape from New York as a kid. I mean, that makes sense to me. My brother and my cousin, Mike, and I used to all play guns and it was always like we were basically just playing lethal weapon my brother was always Riggs. <laughs> my cousin was murtaugh that's funny which doesn't make any sense because he's everybody we're just white kids <laughs> and then i was usually renee russo which doesn't make any sense uh-huh. because she's the love interest for Riggs. all right we didn't I- i'm not judging you listen i, I never some marriages should retain secrets okay well, we would always change the rules. I was not anyone's romantic interest because it was more about shooting guns at each other and like diving off of the swing set. The point is, is that I understand. I understand the appeal of a movie like this. It's not super bloody. No, it really isn't. Like only towards the end when they're trying. So all the bridges and tunnels to Manhattan are mined. So like you have to know how to cross them in order to get through without getting blown up. So there's a bridge that they're trying to cross to get out of there with the president and um, Brain and Maggie both die on the way 
across. Cabby dies on the way across. And there's really only, like, a little bit of blood on Cabby. It's clear that they just dumped stage blood on both Brain and Maggie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, really, the only, like, gory death is Isaac Hayes. And that's when... So, they're trying to, like... There's, like, a winch or whatever where they're, like, pulling... They pull the president up and then they're lowering it back down to get Snake out. And so Snake's getting lifted up and uh, it gets stopped. Like you just see a hand stop the winch. And then the president leans over with like this machine gun and just blows him away. It's so funny because he's like, ah. <laughs> he's like, you're a number one. <laughs> like, it's so insane. I'm like, wow, that's terrifying <laughs> here's some uh neat trivia there's a scene where helicopters fly over central park mm-hmm. which is a map painting mm-hmm. james cameron did the map painting did he really yeah oh good for him they did a lot of special effects work um, yeah before getting to do terminator yeah 17 years after this escape from la came out mm-hmm. <laughs> which is funny because it's about the year that this movie takes place that's hilarious uh, but kurt russell was like super happy because he loves this role like he's gone on record oh saying snake plissken is his favorite character he's ever played and he yeah he keeps demanding people call him snake yeah because they'll call him like plissken he's like call me snake he was so happy because he could he kept all of his costumes oh And he could still fit into them 17 years later. Dude. And John Carpenter, thank God, was like, you know, we're going to go a little bit different direction with the costumes. You're not going to be wearing (laughs) camo leggings. (laughs) Thank God. What if he just showed up in the same outfit? Like, be like, hey, do you like my head to toe spandex? I feel really good in these uh, shin guards. (laughs) Do you remember on Air Force One, there's a secret agent uh, or secret service agent using a gun to try to get into the cockpit. Yeah. And he's like hitting against the door yeah. with the gun so gingerly. Yeah, <laughs> like he's, he's like scared of dink, breaking the dink, set. Dink, yeah. He was played by Stephen Ford, who is the real life son of President Gerald Ford. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's cool. So yeah, this movie was I don't know, it was a little bit boring in parts just because I think pacing has just changed so much in action movies. So it was a little bit boring in parts, but and it was okay. Like, I wasn't like, this movie's hilarious, but it was, you know, it was pretty decent. If you wanted to watch it again, I'd sit in the room while you were also watching it. (laughs) (laughs) On your phone. Yeah. (laughs) Liking cat pictures on Instagram. Yeah, you know how I'd be. So here's some uh, trivia. One night while shooting on location in St. Louis, Kurt Russell, in costume, encountered some local thugs. No. He had unwittingly strayed into their territory, but they were suitably intimidated by his appearance not to give him any trouble. I don't think that's the case. Based on his appearance, I think they might have thought he was a gay hustler. Yeah. Based on his appearance, they were probably like, um, this guy looks insane. He's either going to try to stab us or rob us or try to get us to pay him for sexual favors. (laughs) Now, you're not really a video gamer at all, Mm -hmm. but you've heard of the Metal Gear games. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hideo Kojima, who created those, those are so inspired by By this this movie. movie, Oh, my God. Where the lead character in Metal Gear, first of all, is named Solid Snake. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And dresses very similarly to Snake oh Plissken. 
That's amazing. You pointed this out also yesterday. You're like, it's actually a cobra that's on his, like, it's not just a regular snake. Like, he has a cobra tattooed. He could have just as easily been, like, call me cobra. Yeah. I, but in no, the dubs he went in different snake. Uh, countries, I think in one of them, he is called cobra. That's funny. In German, he's called the rattlesnake. Oh, my God. Which is funny because he does have a cobra. If you want to just laugh hysterically at Kurt Russell's look in this movie. Absolutely watch it because it is very funny. It's a lot of spandex. It's a lot of mesh. It's a lot of what people in the 80s thought the future would look like, which is like basically... Drag shows. Yes. Oh, yeah. And there's a drag show, which I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that. I also really appreciated that And I noticed this in Back to the Future as well, is that people's idea of clothing in the future was sports padding as out as like regular clothes. So like shin guards, uh, shoulder pads, like all that shit just on the outside. Well, that's why I wear elbow pads with my hoodies. (laughs) It's hyena pliskin in Italy. Oh, my God. And cobra pliskin in South Korea. Okay, hyena Pliskin? Yep, I know. But he has a snake. He's a cobra. And John Carpenter couldn't come up with a memorable name for the character, so he just named him after a bully from his high school named Snake Pliskin. Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. So you made me watch that. Yeah. It was fine. (laughs) (laughs) What was your favorite part of it? Hmm, What was my favorite part? I did kind of like when the David Bowie guy got, uh, when the David Bowie guy got murdered. Romero. Romero. Yeah. Because yeah, like Brain and Maggie go into this like office where Romero is like holding the president all tied up. And uh, so they go in there like, hey, Duke said we have to take a look at the president that he has cyanide capsules on him. So we got to like make sure he doesn't take them. And he's like, all right, I guess you can come in. So he lets him in and they're like fake, like looking through his pockets and shit. And then he just stabs him in the gut, <laughs> like stabs Romero in the gut. I'm like, what the? Because he also kind of screams like a girl where he's like, ah! <laughs> like he does like lady screams, <laughs> which is pretty entertaining to me. There is a, a different intro to the movie where they do show Snake and an accomplice robbing the federal depository mm-hmm. um but test audiences were like we're confused what is uh, that yeah what's going on yeah i don't think it needed it they have a line that explains it i mean i forgot it but it's okay i did um think it was funny that there's like a voiceover in the processing center before you get sent into the prison which is jamie lee curtis yeah done uncredited as a favor that was cool where it says that before you get set in, you have the option to be terminated and cremated. <laughs> so you can decide, you can either go into New York or die if you would prefer. I thought that was kind of hilarious. Maggie gets um, run over. Uh, Adrian Barbeau gets run over by the Duke's car. Mm-hmm. And J.J. Uh, Abrams was like 15 years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. But his dad is like a big producer and stuff. So he got to go to the test screening. Mm-hmm. And he suggested like, it was very unclear what happened when you crashed into the clearly a mannequin. Could, could you have a shot of her dead so I understand what's going on? Yeah. Way to go, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it was just like a shot of her from the waist up on the ground, kind of underneath the car. But like the car had run her over and then just... It looks like someone just took like a squeeze bottle and just 
squirted blood all over her. Mm-hmm. The uh, death of Romero that you like so much, Harry mm-hmm. Dean Stanton is also in The Last Temptation of Christ playing mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. and he kills someone the exact same way in that movie. Oh, nice. So since you like that scene so much. <laughs> yeah, I like the stabbing. Yeah. I like the stabbing. <laughs> we can watch uh, the Sexy Jesus movie. Oh, that sounds great. With Willem Dafoe. Um, you know, we'll see. We don't have to. Okay, thank God. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, I don't. I, I do don't like Harry Dean Stanton, though. I know you do. He has other movies. I know. This really made me want to rewatch Alien and Repo Man again. I love Alien. Yeah. It's it, one of my favorites. Harry Dean Stanton's chemistry with the late Yafik, well, the late Harry Dean Stanton mm-hmm. and the late Yafik Kodo. Mm-hmm. I, man, Alien is such a good movie. Yeah. Which is also cool that that's another John Carpenter tie-in mm-hmm. that not working directly with Harry Dean Stanton. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Harry Dean Stanton's dead by aliens. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, never mind. Yeah. All right. So you made me watch that. <laughs> made so me sorry watch. you didn't like it more. Uh, like I said, it was fine. It wasn't uh, the worst movie. I'm not angry with you. Okay. It's not like Streets of Fire where I was like, why? Why? You know what's kind of cool hmm. about this episode what this is episode 52 we have been doing this podcast for, for exactly year. one year now oh yeah look at that it doesn't seem like that long no it doesn't but that's pretty cool i've been having a really good time making this with you yeah happy anniversary happy anniversary if you're listening to the podcast and enjoying it as much as we are enjoying doing it let us know yeah there are multiple ways to reach out to us they are in the show notes Thank you all so much for listening. Until next week. Bye. Bye. I heard you were dead. I wish I was dead. (laughs) Do you want to watch Escape from L.A.? No, thank you. Bruce Campbell's in it? I would rather not.